Welcome to the April 19th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly. I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 19. But before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and a heart to receive what you would have in store for them today. Lord, I pray that you would reveal Jesus' love for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's begin with Proverb 19, verse 1. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one who is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Also, it is not good for a soul to be without knowledge, and he sins who hastens with his feet. The foolishness of a man twists his way, and his heart frets against the Lord. Wealth makes many friends, but the poor is separated from his friend. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies will not escape. Many entreat the favor of the nobility, and every man is a friend to one who gives gifts. All the brothers of the poor hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He may pursue them with words, yet they abandon him. He who gets wisdom loves his own soul. He who keeps understanding will find good. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies shall perish. Luxury is not fitting for a fool, much less for a servant to rule over princes. The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger and his glory is to overlook a transgression. The king's wrath is like the roaring of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. A foolish son is the ruin of his father, and the contentions of a wife are a continual dripping. Houses and riches are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Laziness casts one into a deep sleep, and an idle person will suffer hunger. He who keeps the commandment keeps his soul, but he who is careless of his ways will die. He who has pity on the poor lends to the poor, and he will pay back what he has given. Chasten your son while there is hope, and do not set your heart on his destruction. A man of great wrath will suffer punishment, for if you rescue him, you will have to do it again. Listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. What is desired in a man is kindness, and a poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. A lazy man buries his hand in the bowl and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. Strike a scoffer, and the simple will become wary. Rebuke one who has understanding, and he will discern knowledge. He who mistreats his father and chases away his mother 
is a son who causes shame and brings reproach. Cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. A disreputable witness scorns justice, and the mouth of the wicked devours iniquity. Judgments are prepared for scoffers and beatings for the backs of fools. I'm going to look at two verses today, and they're very, very similar. In verse 5, it says, A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies will not escape. In verse 9, it says, A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies shall perish. So if we put verses 5 and 9 together, we get... A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies will, one number one, not escape, and number two, will perish. That sounds like it's not a good thing to do. Let's look at a real example, this time in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold a possession. And he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land? For yourself. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, Yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead, and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Now, this is a pretty extreme example. Let's go back to our proverb and see what it says. And it says, A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies shall perish. Well, this is a literal example of that in the Bible. Now, I don't think most people are going to die today if they tell a lie, okay? It's a bad thing to do, but I don't 
think most people will die because of it. But this is an extreme example that is in the Bible that they lied, and because of that, they're dead. Let's go back to Proverbs 6 and verses 16 through 19. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. And of those seven things that God hates, three of them have to do with lying. Okay, let's look at another example of what Jesus said. In, in John chapter 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus is giving us the example that whenever he talks, he is the truth. Now let's go back to John chapter 8, verse 44, and these are Jesus' words as well. You are of your father, the devil. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. So this is a very real contrast between Jesus, who only speaks the truth, and Satan, who is the father of lies, and everything that comes out of his mouth is a direct lie. Okay, lying is very prevalent. And I saw a quote which I thought was really interesting. And in their book, The Day America Told the Truth, Authors James Patterson and Peter Kim revealed that 91% of Americans lie on a daily basis. 91% of Americans lie on a daily basis. Now that is a very, very sobering statistic in my eyes. Now, Lying begins at an early age. You know, when it starts at an early age, when children um, take a cookie out of the cookie jar, and they're like four years old, and it's time for supper, and they've been told not to eat a cookie, and you sit there and go, did you eat a cookie? And there's crumbs on their mouth. You know they've eaten the cookie, and they say, no, I didn't eat a cookie. And from very, very early age... Kids are in a habit of lying, and some people never get out of that habit, okay? If you get in trouble in school, and you sit there and go, I don't want to get in trouble, so you manufacture the truth. You may not be totally lying, but you ha you'll, you'll only say half of the truth. You won't say all of it. You'll leave out the little morsels that are really important, and... Guys, if you don't say the entire truth, you are telling a lie. Let's look at another example, okay? If you bring in your taxes 
and have your tax attorney do this, and you sit there and fudge your numbers. Even though you are not speaking words, you are lying. If you sign your name to a document saying that this information is true, and it's not, and you've made up things, it's a lie. Same thing as if you do a resume, and you're applying for a job, and you sit there and say, well, you know, eight out of the ten things I wrote are true, but you've added something to make yourself look better. That is a lie. If, for example, you are in a conversation with a friend, and they have said something about somebody that you know, and you know for it not to be true, and if you keep your mouth closed and don't say anything, that is also a lie. A lot of times people don't realize that, but there are sins of commission as well as omission. So a lot of times by saying nothing, you are taking part in a lie as well. So when I look at this statistic at 91%, although that seems really, really hard to believe, maybe, you know, I'm sure they got the statistics from somewhere, but 91% day, every day lie. So anyway, what I'd like to get across is the fact that God hates lying. And if we lie, we are acting more like Satan, like the devil himself, because in Titus and in Hebrews, in both of those books, it says that it is impossible for God to lie. Okay, so if we look by the contrast, so Satan is the father of lies, and that is all he does, and we have a choice to make. And guys, we have choices every day. We have choices whether we're going to tell the truth, whether we're going to say partial truth, whatever. I don't think I need to be, you know, more explicit than this, other than to know that God hates lying. And one of the reasons he hates lying is because it's so destructive, okay? In most of your relationships, when you lie to someone and they find out about it, it can cause real problems, okay? Many marriages have ended because someone is a liar and a constant liar. Because when you bend the truth or don't say exactly everything that needs to be said, trust is going to be, you know, trust is going, it's going to be an issue. And when you find out and people know that you're lying, they they don't trust you anymore. And that's one of the issues, whether it's a relationship, a marriage, a marriage relationship, or a close relationship with a parent and a child, or an employer. But guys, if you get in a habit of lying and it comes out, um, you know, consequences are going to happen. Okay, so nothing good is ever going to come from lying. And a lot of times what some people do is they'll say a lie, and then, you know, once they get in a lie, then they have to say another lie to overcome it. And so it's just, it becomes habitual. And so the bottom line is always tell the truth, even if you have to lose your job or whatever because of it. God hates lying 
and so should we. I will never end a podcast without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you'd like to do that today, or if you'd just like to draw closer to God, I encourage you to repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, thank you for coming to earth for me. Thank you that you lived a godly life and that even though you were tempted in every way, you never sinned. That is unbelievable. You were willing to die on a cross so that my sins could be forgiven. Thank you for that, Jesus. Thank you. I ask you to come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Guys, if you said that prayer today, I ask that you send me a quick email, Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, 0807 at protonmail.com. I will close with a blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.